It is the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop. Let's talk about how to address homelessness. It's something that we hear a lot about uh, from city council members, from you out there listening, uh, and the things that you encounter when you're out on the streets, uh, even in your car. Uh, you see uh, people asking for assistance uh, on corners. Uh, and we've got, of course, a, a variety of different agencies that are helping out with all of this. Uh, and one of the uh, coordinators helping to try to connect all of these agencies together, Josh Sabo, he joins us with the Heartland Continuum of Care. Josh, thanks for taking time with us in studio. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So uh, we've heard a lot of uh, the conversations at the, uh, the city council chambers about how to address this. We've seen good ideas in the past. Past, surface, a lot of support, uh, but enough opposition to be able to kill those plans, essentially. So where are we at right now in trying to get wraparound services, addressing those who can't go to high barrier shelters, addressing those who just need a leg up? Uh, give us kind of, I guess, a, um, a status update of where we're at with addressing homelessness. Sure. Yeah. As you said, there have been a lot of great things and opportunities that have popped up. And as a community, we've had a hard time, you know, really bringing those to, to the to a place where they can actually be of service to people experiencing homelessness. And uh, our system to address homelessness, it, it really, it's not functioning as well as our community and, and a person experiencing homelessness would want it to. And so there's a lot of reasons for that. And one of the one of the ways that we're really trying to bring clarity and transparency around that is through a community-wide strategic planning process, uh, which has started uh, a few months ago. And so we're, we're, we're getting that process going and, and it's, it's beginning to identify some of what projects that have popped up in the past have also tried to identify around need. You know, as a community, we don't have enough housing opportunities and supportive services to help the number of people experiencing homelessness. And that leads to people who are unsheltered. It leads to, to probably more people panhandling and uh, a lot of things that as a community, um, we hear it all the time too, whether it's council members or uh, just community members, we, we want to do better as a community. And so we're hopeful that this process helps us do that. There are certainly those who find themselves in unfortunate circumstances, either, you know, uh, marital problems, divorce, uh, or you know, they lose their job, or there's a whole host of things that can cause somebody to be homeless and they're looking for services, right? But then you have some, and we saw this, I think, with with Tent City, uh, where they don't really want the services or they don't feel that they need the services. Um, how do you address those individuals who are experiencing homelessness, if not by some of their own choices of not wanting to get that help? Yeah, every, as you alluded to, every story is so unique, you know, of a person that, that is in that situation. And, and one of the things that I think our agencies do incredibly well is, is building those, you know, person by person relationships to, um, for a person who is unhoused, you know, there's a variety of reasons that could lead to that. Sometimes there's trauma, sometimes there's mistrust, sometimes they were involved in a program and it didn't go well. And so sometimes there's mental health issues, mental health, yeah, all those things are, are, you know, important factors that our agencies are working hard to address. And sometimes it takes time really to build that trust, to, to find the right day that a person is, is willing to enter a service. And then the other part is that, that the service is available, right? So we spend a lot of time going out and talking to people about housing and really helping to move them in that direction. But as a community, we're, we, you know, we're so, we lack those resources to such a degree that, that creates a really hard dynamic for our outreach workers. Josh Sabo joins us. He is the coordinator for the Heartland Continuum of Care, uh, talking about how to address homelessness in Springfield. You've got uh, uh, some dates that people need to keep in mind, of course, uh, we, we uh, like having awareness type weeks or months uh, as a way to kind of uh, highlight some of the things that are being done. Tell us about uh, the um, hunger and
and uh, Homelessness Awareness Week is. Right. November 13th through 21st. Over the last few years, we've really used that opportunity for community education. And so last year, we did a series of Facebook Live uh, conversations about different things that were taking place in our community. Uh, This year, we're really focusing on some community summits that will help to uh, hopefully involve the community in the strategic planning process. Uh, the, the summits, there's going to be four of them. One's going to be virtual on November 15th, and then there'll be three in-person summits on November 16th spread out throughout the day. And the goal is really, we've been working with partners to, uh, again, on the strategic planning process, they, uh, they've they dug into our community data. They've begun to do focus groups with people who are experiencing homelessness, agency providers, community members. And so they're going to be talking about what they're seeing in terms of the local data. And they're also going to be talking about, uh, here are best practice. Here, here are things that are working elsewhere. And then they're going to provide space for the community to really talk about. As we as we really develop the goals for what this process will accomplish, what, what do you think needs to be in there? What do you really want to make sure we have? How do we, though, at the same time hear of some of the concerns that we've heard in the past um, about uh, community members not wanting a shelter on their side of town uh, and wanting to see it maybe more centralized or uh, maybe even on the west side of town, for instance? How do we hear those concerns? But implement some of that and and how to address all this moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I think it's so important to be able to hear that and and to give people power to say this is what we want in our community. And then I think, you know, part of what we want to do as a continuum and as a community is to really have that conversation in in a proactive way, understanding that generally across the country, uh, shelters and often services to address homelessness are, are often fault. And so we need to really explain and, and, and do the best we can to paint a picture of what will be provided and, and create as much uh, comfort, acceptance as we can. But at the end of the day, really to move forward with the things that we need to move forward with, we, we really need that, that durable community consensus to get some of these projects going. Josh, there's a lot of money involved here as well. Uh, I think that uh, ARPA, uh, some of the dollars are going to be used for this here locally. Um, How do we ensure that what we're doing isn't going to um, promulgate the problem, right? right? Uh, To where we actually have incentives for individuals to become more responsible for their own housing instead of just giving it to them, sure. right? Because if you just give them something, then they're going to expect that. How do we, you know, the whole teach a man to fish instead of just giving them a fish type sure, of thing? Sure. Yeah, I think the key here are best practices. We, we've seen programs, particularly, you'll hear us speak a lot about rapid rehousing and permanent supportive housing. Those programs have proven incredibly effective following a housing first approach across the country. Uh, they have led to people being in the home in a sustainable way, and um, they they work, frankly. And so, you know, I think as we as we look at how to use these phones in the most impactful way, we have to look at what's working elsewhere. What are best practices? And what we find is that often what's accomplished over time, it's not automatic. It takes some time, uh, depending on a person's experience, but we can help people get to a place where they can they can thrive and be stable in housing how does that uh, though uh, how, how do you impact their behavior sure. right is it uh job programs or uh you know uh, group discussions or you know support uh support type groups how do we uh, foster that that behavior to help people 
I know it's a term or a, a phrase not a lot of people uh, hear too much anymore, but you know, pull themselves up by the bootstraps. Yeah, all, all of those things are, are a part of that. You know, in terms of how HUD measures how our community is doing, they're measuring things like, are we helping a person increase their income through employment? Are we helping them connect to mainstream services? And then, you know, the, those kind of relational dynamics, you know, community, that's a space where our faith communities and where other community partners can play a key role. Uh, but then also agencies do an incredible job. You know, the agencies, uh, I know of Helping Hands that has, you know, this this meeting once a week for people to come in uh, who are housed and they, you know, they have these conversations about, um, you know, what, how's it going? You know, that creates that space for, for community that really helps uh, a person have that sustainability, too. So there's there's all kinds of ways of doing it. And our agencies, I think, do a fantastic job of it. Um, I think one of the key challenges is, though, it's hard to it's hard to keep doing that if we don't have those housing resources to get people into. We're talking with Josh Sabo. He is the coordinator for the Heartland Continuum of Care here in Springfield, uh, working to uh, collaborate with all the different uh, agencies uh, addressing uh, people who are experiencing homelessness. And of course, uh, Hunger and Homelessness Awareness Week is November 13th through the 21st. November 15th, there's going to be a virtual um, uh, conference of sorts to, to talk about some of these issues, and then several uh, in person meetings on November 16th. Uh, we'll talk about how people can get the information on where those are going to be held. But uh, Josh, talk a bit about the community ambassadors that you're looking for, uh, people who uh, want to help uh, and, and spread awareness about this. Uh, tell us about that. Sure. You know, we've had this great uh, community education team that's been working to try to figure out how do we best let the community know about what's happening and how we can move forward. And so they've come up with this concept for an, an hour-long online training uh, so that any person who might say, well, I don't know what the continuum is. I don't know what the system to address homelessness looks like or how it works. Uh, it would be an opportunity for them to engage on their own time and, and learn some about how we are structuring these services in our program to move forward and actually solve homelessness. And so we'll be launching that at the end of Hunger and Homelessness Awareness Week. And if people uh, want to be uh, tuned into that, there's two key ways. One is to uh, go to our website, heartlandcontinuum.com. Uh, there's a place there where you can join our newsletter, our general membership newsletter. Uh, you'll get all the updates from us. Uh, additionally, for the strategic planning process, there's a page there and on our Facebook page uh, as well uh, where people can put in their email address and stay up to date on, on all of those updates. And, and so, I take it they can also find the details about where the in-person um, events are going to be? Right. Yep. Once you sign up for your email address, you'll get uh, a link to RSVP and, and um, be a part of those summits. Give us that website one more time. HeartlandContinuum.com. And then uh, Facebook.com slash Heartland Continuum of Care. Great. Josh Sabo, he is the coordinator for the Heartland Continuum of Care, uh, joining us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Josh, let's have a, another conversation soon, all right? Because this, this is not something that's going to go away overnight. Sure. Thank you for Appreciate it. Me. Absolutely.